Hey everybody, welcome to episode 118 of For the Love of Guns. This is the podcast about the people, the products, and the priorities of the firearms culture. Thanks for joining Team Bands today as we talk to Tony Simon about, well, how diverse the 2A community is. But before we talk to Tony, it's time to pay the bills, and this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Man, this thing is a great holster. This is a shoulder holster that's Kydex. Got a great, great, great draw to it. Uh, I was out the range playing with this thing. Super love it. It's going to be my winter carry. Um, can't wait for that. Go check out Falco Holsters and use the checkout code Banshee to save yourself 10%. Now, at Falco Holsters, they can make a holster for every gun, any budget, without sacrificing quality. And that's why I love them. It's the quality. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. Look, we really need to think about ammo differently. And that's what I love about Ammo Squared. They're thinking of it like, well, like an investment. It's kind of like a 401k, but with ammo, right? I mean, take a little bit of money out of your checking account each month, put it into ammo, and then when you need it, they'll ship it to you. And it's stored at a nice and short facility that is away from your house. So that way, if there's any problem with your house, maybe a break-in, flood, like I had a flood here, that stuff is safe and it's insured and you're going to get your ammo. Go check out Ammo Squared. I have a link down below. Now the bill's paid, it's time to talk to Tony. Tony, tell me about your love of guns. Well, I'm Tony Simon. I'm the largest pound-for-pound gun bunny in America. Also the largest pound-for-pound firearms instructor in America. <laughs> I'd love to introduce myself with that because people remember it. But um, my name is Tony Simon. I started <clears throat> something, a uh, Second Amendment workshop called The Second is for Everyone in 2015. Uh, the purpose, the mission of it at the start was to introduce Black people to firearms and to Second Amendment. They tried to shut me down, man. Yeah, I'm about to say, man, you they totally, they they totally right when you get in a roll, they go, nope, <laughs> we're pulling that plug. <laughs> For See, some right bizarre then, reason. Right then you were talking about getting black people into guns. They went, no, nope, oh hell no, we this, this is not gonna happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, oh, that's funny. Uh, not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> so for everybody in the audience, this is true Tony right here. Uh, it, it's, it's always a great – Tony, thank you so much for coming back on again. For everybody else, I'll have a link down below on the uh, the, the episode last year we had Tony on because Tony is a great guy. He exactly – he you truly are the person. Like, you are what you get, right? What you see is what you get right there. Um, and it, it's so great hanging out with you and talking to you and just having fun. And, like, we were talking – Holy crap, we were talking for a half hour before we hit record. Yep. <laughs> um, the pre-show. No, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny is I wish there's a the, the you know the pre-show and the after show, there's so much talk that happens. You you almost wish you could record that, but there's some there's some private stuff that gets discussed during that. But anyways, everybody go, definitely go check out diversity shoots because you know Tony is a great great advocate for for people coming in and really you know september my whole theme for this month is schools in session that's why i wanted to bring tony in to talk about inclusion in 
firearms. Now, we hear so much about diversity and inclusion and all that stuff, and that usually means something else. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about our right as an American, and specifically the Second Amendment right. And, you know, Tony, before we started recording, I was talking about, you know, your rights don't care what color you are. They don't care what religion you are. They, they don't care. It's your right. And um, so going into this thing, you know, I always say that the, the, the stereotypical um, gun owner that a certain branch of people like to push is a white, a white dude that lives out in the middle of nowhere, that r runs camis and thinks Red Dawn's coming. But really, that's not the community at all. Our community is made up of so many people. And that's why I love the work that you're doing because, you know, when somebody shows up to a diversity shoot, um, you know, you might go shoot a gun from uh, a black person and a white person and an Asian person. There's, there's everybody there. It doesn't matter. We're going we're gonna to have fun shooting firearms and learning how to do it safely. So um, how do we, you know, since, they, since the Internet decided to pull you, how did you get into this thing about, uh, you know, teaching, you know, black people to come into the firearms community? It was really frustration. <clears throat> After Sandy Hook, I'd, I'd become an a NRA certified firearms instructor, rifle, pistol, shotgun. Um, former military got back into shooting, you know, later on and um, wanted to be better at it, wanted to teach other people. So I'd been training people and then Sandy Hook happened at the end of that year. And it was like <clears throat> they were talking about proposing all kinds of laws. And I was like, no, no, this is all a lie, man. I, I've got people training at the range. We have to fight this. And that's when I became <clears throat> um, an advocate. Uh, I wrote my first letter, me and my partner, Sean, we sat down and took a Sunday to just write this letter. And, and we wanted to write it and send it out so people can send it to their uh, legislators, arguing the pro-gun side. And we made it concise, but we made it like three paragraphs. Um, no curse words, no, no bumper sticker, cold, dead hands, no good guy with a gun, none of that, but actually talking about our position. And it and I it was on Facebook and I didn't have, I mean, I had the friends I have, but of course I was in every group, gun group there was, and I sent it out and I said, hey guys, it's a pain in the butt, but we need to write our legislators. This is the time we have to activate. And I got 50,000 likes on that thing. Like wow. it went out and uh, people were plastering it all. And that was awesome. And that got me started. I went and testified. And when I was testifying, there were 200 pro-gun people, but I was the only black guy that testified that was pro-2A. So I come out of that event and I meet with the head of three of the, the Second Amendment organizations. And I'm like, hey, do we have something that I get more people of color? I think I said black then because I really don't like people of color. That, that's just a weird politically correct term. Yeah. And I was like, we got any black people? Um, something that invites us to learn about the advocacy because most people, if they think about a Second Amendment group at all, they might make the connection and say NRA. And I was like, yeah. we need to get people out and have them learn. And everybody said no. So I talked to my friend Sean and he was like, why don't you start something? 
Well, by then it was 2015 and we'd had other testimonies that had been in front of the Senate. And I was like, screw it. And I went to gun for higher range. And I was like, look, I'd like to have a meeting. I, I want to set it up. I talked to the owner, Anthony Calandro. And I was like, could I host something there to invite black people to get involved? And it was February 2015, which is the same month my started Black Guns Matter. It's the same month that Diana Mueller started DC Project. Project. And it's the same month. And this is the same month, same year as uh, Phil Smith started the National African-American Gun Association. All of us started in February 2015. And um, he said, sure, let's do this. So we started it then. And as I started doing these events, I realized, because the very first event was called the, the African-American Diversity Shoot. But after that, when I came to realize, so many people asked me, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not black, but can I come? And I was like, it's diversity shoot. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's the actual meaning of diversity, different backgrounds, different perspectives, different lives, but all come together to protect your family and to protect this right and to learn about this right. And, and I kept sending people. I'm white. Can I come? I'm Asian. Can I come? Can I? And I finally got frustrated. <laughs> Me and my partner said, we need to come up with a better name. I was like, how about the second is for everyone? because <laughs> that's what I keep telling everyone go. and that's how we started it in 2015 so that was a long thing but I wanted to get the whole like like the metamorphosis of I just want these people to learn to well we need everybody and now I'm into it going we need everybody from every background we need LGBT we need Democrat we need Republican we need uh, independent and we need everyone because you can't ignore us all you can't marginalize yep. us all. Oh. Yep. And they figured out yep. how to marginalize males. They figured out how to marginalize uh, uh, straight white males. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, cool. They can take a bench. Guess what? I got lesbians. I got LGBTQ. Yep. I got trans. Uh, I got Asians. Who who you want next? I got Asian women. I got white women. I got black women. I have Hispanic women. Let's go because that's who comes to our events. And what we've done was, hey, listen, you don't have to believe what I say. You don't have to believe every word, but this is where you can look it up. And this is what you're not being told. So ask yourself, if all communications is, manip is manipulation, and I'm telling you, you need to be empowered, you need to be educated, you need to know the history of this. I'm not trying to bull crap you at all. I'm like, we have way more people use a firearm for self-defense than ever use it to take a life. We have way more people uh, uh, that use this every year to protect their loved ones from stalkers, to protect themselves from animals, to protect themselves just to feel safer because you have another option when things go sideways. And the police put out announcements like, for these crimes, we're not coming out, come by the station and fill out paperwork. Yeah. You're not going to be able to take that back. People lived with that fear for two to three years, depending on where they were. Mm -mm. We need to capitalize on that before people forget it. And and it's everyone. And that's what but, I love about uh, that's what I love about your whole your whole organization and program there because you know, like for me, I can tell you what it's like to be a white guy that grew up in suburban, you know, you know, just outside of Philly. Um, 
that moved to Montana because, you know, hey, he liked the mountains when, you know, I went to the Poconos when I was a kid in the summertime. Um, I grew up with guns. I've been shooting since I was seven. I can tell you what that what that's like. I can't tell you what it's like to be, you know, an Asian female or, you know, a black male or name any combination. I can't I can't talk about that. Right. And that's what I love about the whole thing is, you know, you have everybody. Right. Like, OK, I can't talk about it. He can. She can. That person there can. Oh, I got three sitting right there. Just just waiting to talk to you about it. You can't, like you said, you can't ignore all of us. And that's that's one of the things I don't like about politicians. I like to call politicians the ruling class because that's kind of what they are. They, you know, they're kind of above everybody. And all they want is us arguing and fighting with each other, right? That's all they want to do is divide us. And through division is how we lose, you know, we lose our rights. Yep. Um, I I don't care. I, I care less of who you are. I mean, um, you know, before you came on, I was telling you about I had um, the Liberal Gun Club on. I had some, I got some hate for that. Like, how could you do that? They're liberals. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're talking about a right. It, we don't need to agree on everything, right? I mean, even within the firearms community, we don't agree on everything. But we can all agree that this is a right. And when we come together, you're not going to take that right. It's going to be really hard for you to do that. Um, and this is what people just don't understand. We got to stop the bickering and arguing and fighting, infighting. It's like, look, it's one thing. It's like, okay, I'm a 1911 guy. You're a Glock guy. And we're going to tease each other about the gun, right? It, that That's that's cool, you know, kind of good humor. Sometimes it's not quite good humor, but but in the end, it's it's you know, this is our right. We're going to do this. Whether I want a gun for self protection, for um, shooting, for target shooting, competition shooting, uh, maybe I want to go out walk in the woods. And out here in Montana, they got these things called grizzly bears. It's you know, scare the hell out of me, right? Um, I need protection. Whether it's whether it's protection from two-legged or four-legged animals, it's protection. It's a tool. You know, I have another tool in my arsenal. And it's not enough. Uh, you know, a lot of people, we've talked about this in the podcast a, a bunch of times. A lot of people got nervous during 2009 or 2019, 2020, 2021, and everybody kind of knows what's going on there, that people bought their first gun. But it's not enough to have the tool. You got to have the training. And that's where you're just like, Hey, look, even if you don't have a gun, come show up. We're going to have, we're going to show you how to be safe. We're going to show you, Hey, this is a community and we're going to have fun. I mean, I, I see the posts on Instagram and <laughs> dude, you guys are eating pizza. Who does not want to go out shooting guns and eating pizza? Shoot guns, eat pizza, have fun. 20 bucks. My, my whole thing is, <clears throat> I think it's important to be fun. I think a lot of Second Amendment advocates, look, it's passionate. Totally get it. Um, a lot of fact-based stuff, a lot of statistics. But when you're talking about people and those that are standing against us are using emotions, we can't use statistics. We actually have to talk with feeling and, and why this is. And let's understand who you're being manipulated by, who's playing you. It's not, it's me, Tony. Dumb dude 
I don't even know what a pronoun is. Uh, my last three years of high school was spent in summer school in English class because I failed it. But I'm going up against, and, and this is just as a Second Amendment advocate, I'm going against a Bloomberg-funded machine run by a professional Shannon Watts, a professional PR person, and their team. I, I, no, I can't compete on the level of what they do, but what I can do is talk to you like a real human being. I can tell you my experiences. I can bring in other people, and they can tell you theirs, and I can also tell you the history. I don't have to be a scholar to be able to tell you how gun control, regardless of where it is, was always about having control of the people, and it was never about safety. So let, let's have this discussion. Let's talk about how uh, uh, the forces that be wanted to disarm Blacks, wanted to disarm Asians, wanted to disarm Hawaiians, wanted to disarm Native Americans. It was never about keeping you safe, gun safety. I was like, let's talk about the fact that the United States, when they talk about gun violence numbers, is the only country that uses suicide in those gun violence numbers as if suicide the method you use makes it the problem. No, no, no. It's the thought process and whatever that person's going through that makes it a problem. Because if you're not banning bridges, if you're not banning poison, and if you're not getting rid of rope, then there is no way it's a gun problem too. And, and I'm like, so when I talk to people, dude, I love my events because when I turn around, and I look at my room some days, and it looks like the lunchroom at the UN. It's awesome. That's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. And, and I make a comment about it, and I started joking about it. Uh, one of my guys, we had a, a group of Sikhs that came through. And uh, wow. they were really cool dudes. They rolled in because one guy was brave enough in his social circle to come to our event, had a great time. Next thing, he showed up with five more guys. Well, another uh, attendee who'd been to multiple had been inviting his work friends over and over again. Stan is Asian. Who cares? But Stan is Asian. He, uh, I don't even know, and it's not really important, but he invited a guy from Ghana who was ended up, he was Sikh. And all these things came in the room, and I turned around and was like, well, <clears throat> the FBI didn't want to talk to me before. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> the entire room cracked up. And it was just great, bro. And um, we had fun from there on. We talked about stuff. And I started talking to the two initial guys that were friends that were seeking. And I was like, well, who owns firearms? They raised their hand. I was like, well, how many you got? Okay, it was like, I don't, I don't have that many. I only have like 20 now, but I'm hoping to get some more. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I'm like, man, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, 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 and because they come to our event and my volunteers, my volunteers are regular gun owners. Some of them have gone through certifications, but many of them have just been teaching people for years. Uh, my man Rosie has been teaching, instructing people for 50 years. And it's like, you get to bring your cool guns. And because of my ammo sponsor, Ammo Lab, thank you. Uh, well, we started every other month. That's how we started Diversity Shoots in 2015. This year, we've been doing them every two weeks. So my guys are burning. Up, 
you've been doing them around the country too. You've been starting to spread out a little bit too. Well, we started to spread out. Uh, we were we moved to Pennsylvania. We were able to do one in Pennsylvania when the initial shutdown happened, and we started doing them there out of the Heritage Guild, where it's just right over the border in PA. And then uh, <laughs> the Nebraska Firearms Owners Association reached out to me, and uh, they flew me out. So I did one in Omaha, which was awesome. Those awesome. people were great, and and. Regardless of where you live, join the Nebraska Firearms Owners Association. I will pay for your membership. Membership's free. So <laughs> I will pay for your membership. Um, but join because they need the numbers. And also you can find out what's going on in other states because nothing stays in one state. The tactics they use, they test out everywhere. What you see being said in New York, gets said in New Jersey, gets said in New Mexico, gets said in Nevada, gets said in Washington State, gets said in Oregon. It, it's the same notes they pass between them, and they all push it. They have the same well, lobbies. They, well, they have a they have a playbook. Right, let's face <laughs> it; they have a playbook, and they execute it with. They're, they're pretty ruthless when they execute it. Um, you know, when when you see the Bloombergs, like they they turn Colorado. And then everybody's like, oh, shit, they turned Colorado. And it's like, and people are like, watch out, Texas. You guys are next. And then they showed up in Texas. And they're starting to try to, they're trying to, to do that. They have a playbook. It, 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 it works. So they keep doing it over and over again. So paying attention what happens. You can't, like, for me, I, you know, I know my gun laws in Montana. I know my gun rights in Montana. That doesn't mean that that is um, what happens elsewhere. And that I'm in this little island that, it's, that what happens elsewhere isn't going to happen here because it is. It's, it's uh-huh. going to come here. So paying attention to what happens in other states is how we, we learn, right? I mean, we, this is the one thing I hate about where certain trends in the country are about. We are erasing history. We don't want to erase history. We want to learn from it. Because, you know, what's the saying? You, you, you learn from history. You know, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh-huh. Um, we don't want to do this. This is bad. I mean, we've had, uh, look through, is, is this country perfect? No. Have we had a perfect history? No. We learn from it. But this is also, we learn from the history of yesterday as well. Uh, you know, be, before we were talking, you know, before we started recording, two of us were talking about New Mexico. And you, you were talking about, in fact, you know, a little bit about New Mexico. For those of you guys who don't, uh, for the, everybody in the audience that doesn't know, we're actually recording this on 9-11. Um, you know, it, you'll, you, this is Monday. You'll hear it on Sunday. Um, so over the weekend, the governor of New Mexico decided to um, pretty much trample on a lot of people's Second Amendment rights by saying you can't conceal carry or open carry in this city, in this county. Um, and then the outcry happened. This is... You know, there, there. Whether it's conspiracy theory, where it's not conspiracy theory, Tony and I talked about this offline, and I, I totally agree with him on this. Uh, Tony, you want to talk about what you think is kind of going on there? I, I, I've seen it before, and what I think it is is the governor of New Mexico is the one that she tossed this grenade in the room. Uh, to see if you can ban it and see what the public would say. She was a sacrificial lamb, I feel. And if it worked out, she would have been a champion of gun control and hailed as a hero. If it doesn't work out, well, it's a blue state. She might win re-election. She might not. Who the frig knows? Uh, But it happened early enough because the elections are coming up. 
So I think that was a gamble to see which way the country was going after a couple of mass shootings that they tried to paint as racist and then immediately forgot. You notice they don't talk about that anymore, right? Yeah. Anyway. It's all about the kids now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was about black people for about half a second. They tried it before that, and then nobody gave a shit. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, yeah, it sucks. Black people died. Anyway, so we're going to have Red Lobster next week. So it was like it was like it didn't work out. I believe they tested it. And when they got a massive pushback from across the country, all of a sudden the Dems were like, oh, no, that's horrible. Nobody should be able to suspend your rights yeah. like that. And I'm like, yeah, but why did it take you two days to say that? Yeah, like, exactly. like that should have been immediately. And they're doing exactly what you said you wanted to do, which was ban guns and ban carry. So she didn't say anything that the entire civilian disarmament movement hasn't already said. That's their goal. So she stated it, she pulled it, and she was like, yeah, this is what... Now all of a sudden, David Hogg is like, no, that goes against the Bruin decision. Oh, so now you can read. Now you understand it. Yes, stop it. Um, so and, I, and I think it's a setup. Forget it next week. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, mean, um, yeah. I think she was a canary in the mine shaft, and and she took that breath and dropped it. So politically, yeah. it might cost her, but the other side has to act like it was a horrible thing because they have November November elections coming up, no. and and they don't want to be tied to her at this point. Yeah. But it's early. It's September. It's the beginning of September. They got all of October to make us forget something and have Joe Biden fall off a stage or something. Everybody forget what this lady just did. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. It, that's and, what and I that's, believe. And, and the one thing, when we were talking offline about this, the one thing I picked up on is the wording that she said is exactly what Joe Biden said before. No right is absolute. He said that, I forget when he said it, but it was like a year or so ago, um, and specifically talking about firearms, and she said it word for word. So this is why we're talking about, you know, it's important to pay attention to what's going on, because some people picked up, I, I see the Instagrams and the tweets and stuff where people like quoted that. I'm like, you guys are quoting this, like, this is the first time it's been said. It hasn't been. This is why we got to pay attention to, you know, like our history, like I was talking about. This has been said before. It's, you know, there's now a pattern. You know, we now have a pattern going on. So where is this going to pop up again later? So they might try something else. You might have another canary later. They yep. try something, going to be the same wording. Oh, wait. It didn't, and that's all they're doing is they're kind of just poking the bear, right? What's oh, his name? No. Uh, uh... We are coming for your AR-15s. We are coming for your AK-40s. Beto yep. O'Rourke. Beto. He was one. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke. Yep. He he was one of the canaries. Sprewell, Sprawwell, whatever his name is. He was one of the canaries. They send him out there to say outrageous statements, and if they get beat down bad enough, they pull back. Yeah. Now you have Beto O'Rourke. He did all this. He did all this. He was running for president. He was just and man, they they smashed him. And then he tried to run for, what, governor of Texas? Got smashed yep. again with his anti-gun stuff. Oh, well, what's his name? He's going to bring him in as the gun control czar. What, what happened? His, his application got lost in the mail? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. The canary died. 
So all of a sudden, his whole career is over, and this is the same thing they're doing. And when you listen to us, you go, oh, those guys just try to eat a tenfold hat, yada, yada. I'm like, it's the same wording. It's, it's the same the wording. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's where that's where it kind of keyed me in. So as soon as I heard that, you know, I, I saw the, the clip of the press conference, conference, and she said those words. I'm just getting, you know, I went, holy crap, this has already been said before. Um, and, and this is the thing is that, you know, as an, or, you know, as a, as a community, we need to kind of band together. I don't care who you are, right? I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what, who you love or, or, or what religion you are. I don't, I don't care. We are, our right is being attacked. We need to pull together, fight it. And then when it happens again, we need to pull together and fight it again. We don't need, that is not the time to bicker about stupid shit. See, the, one of the things that I found being a Second Amendment advocate, being a dude who is not conservative or liberal, I, I have my ideas, but I will only talk about Second Amendment rights at my diversity shoots. That's all we're going to discuss. And it's not that I mean, I've said it, I don't care what you are, but it's not like, oh, I don't care about you as a person. I think it's irrelevant to your right to be able to protect the ones you love. It's irrelevant to the empowerment that you have. It's irrelevant because you're a human being and you do have the same rights as any other animal to be able to fight to live. And one of the most effective uh, and efficient tools for fighting someone that's trying or something that's trying to take your life is a firearm. So that is why it's there. And this is about empowerment of the individual, which is the individual is the rarest. Uh, uh, what is it? I forgot what Ian Ron said because. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, God, I can't think of Something that. about minority <laughs> and individual. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to impress people, but understand, I started this whole conversation off three years of summer school. Three, maybe four. <laughs> all English. <Okay>. So, <laughs> all English, just that, as if I didn't speak it as a first language, I had to take it in summer school. Um, but my whole thing is, you as a human, you as a person, yes. you have this right. And the people that are telling you you don't, will never be there to save you, but they will use your death if you're killed by a firearm to push their political agenda. Me, I want you to be able to have, yeah, I want you to be able to have the tool to save your life. I don't even care what your politics are as long as you don't mess with those 10 civil rights of we, the people, because that was put in place by people much, much smarter than the ones that run this country now. And, oh, well, they were slave owners. They were old white guys. I'm like, stop repeating things you heard and look it up. Some of those old white guys weren't even 40. Some of them were 18, 20, maybe somewhere in their 30s. They were young dudes full of ideals, but they were men of their age, and they knew, yeah, Keeping slaves? Yeah, those are people too. But uh, we want to keep this whole thing together. We're going to lose about seven states if we try to get rid of slavery. Yeah. 
it, you cannot continually judge them by everything they did, especially when we have the ideals that they wanted to live up to. And when people try to compare America, oh, America's not perfect. Look at the shut up. Because wherever we have come from and how fast we've made it from where we started to where we are is less time than the reign of some of the king kingdoms in Europe that want to poo-poo yeah. us. All right. Yeah. We went from a, a, a backwater freaking country to a civil war to being a bunch of bumpkins that showed up in France in World War One to a yep. world power by the end of World War Two. World War One to World War Two was less than one lifetime. Dudes that fought in World War One were freaking majors in World War Two. So yep. don't poo-poo me. And then from the end of World War Two to equal rights in 1968. So we spun everything around a lot quicker than any European country can talk any crap about, pay no attention to them. We've yeah. made mistakes. And from 1968 until Obama got elected, think about that. That's insane. That's huge. That's crazy. No one, no one ever would have thought that would have happened, right? No. I, I didn't mean, think it would happen in my lifetime. It was unthinkable. It yeah. So, so America. These are, these are two terms. Two terms. America has changed. America has fought. America has bettered itself. We've stumbled, we've fallen down, and we've gotten back up. And we will. And today, I think, is a great day to talk about that because it's September 11th. We've gotten knocked off our feet before, and what we did in those times will come together. Everybody that is alive right now that's an adult, if you were older than 12, <laughs> You yeah. found out on September 12th how much America's came together. You saw it, and they worked real hard to destroy that. And I think it took less than three months before they allowed uh, – we, we had just bull crap coming back in and separating us again. But yes. immediately after September 11th, we came together as a people because we knew what was important. And that's why they keep us divided. That's why social media is so important because they can have bots come in and start arguments and start fights and split us up over basic stuff. If you watched a comment section and somebody just says something so partisan and stupid that you can't believe they said that, it's on purpose. They probably didn't. Yeah. That's on purpose. It's just, and that's the thing is, I, that's what drives me nuts is, you know, the whole the whole united we stand, divided we fall. It, it's the truth, right? It's totally the truth. That's how they that's how they keep their power, right? They want us bickering with each other, so that way um, we don't we don't get our thoughts together to go. Hey, look, something else is going wrong here that we need to pay attention to, right? Um, and that's why. I don't. I, I like what you're saying about uh, about it. I like when I say I don't care. It's not that I I, I don't care. It, it, when we're talking about the Second Amendment right, I don't care. Are you an American? There's there's two things, right? Are you an American or you're not an American, right? If you're an American, don't care. This is your right. Period. Mm -hmm. End the sentence. Done. You know, I do. Do I do? Do I like how maybe you live your life? No, but it doesn't. It doesn't relate to this subject at all. I'm a gun owner. I love shooting. 
Um, you know, I got kind of, I always wanted to keep politics away from my channel and all this stuff until it, look, it's amazing what happens when it happens to you, right? When it happens to you, suddenly you're like, you wake up to a lot of stuff. It happened to me. My, uh, I got my, my rights trampled by five senators along with a couple of other people got their, got totally got their first amendment rights trampled on. Um, and it's amazing how fast I turned around, you know, before it's like, I I just wanted to be, Hey, look, this is, this is not going to be political. It it has to be because they made it political. Period. So in order to fight it, we're going to have to fight it. Uh, They're going to take your rights away from you because of someone's feelings. Well, we're going to have to keep our rights because of our feelings. I came into this, man. I'm like, I just want to do hood red stuff with my friends. I just want to shoot guns, man. That's all I want to do. I don't know why people bother me. Nope. Mm -mm. You're going to have to fight for this right. You can't just get it. And and that's what Coretta Scott King said. You know, every generation, these rights are going to have to be fought for. This is a generational fight. And the sad part is we're in this position because as Americans, we took our hands off the wheel. We stopped. We, We allowed them to take civics out of school. Because no, listen, your your public school. Let's go ahead and use the correct name. It's a government school. Government what system school. wants yeah. to teach you? What system wants to teach you how to get rid of it? So they pull civics out. It's not what what what. It wasn't important. You mean how the government works? The government by the people and for the people. They thought, well, you know, it's really more important that we get another sports program into the school, so we don't have time for civics. I'm like, no, no. You need to know how to run your government. You know how it works. And they belittle it and they tell you it was boring. And then they have people, you have people in your social circle telling you your vote doesn't count. Uh, they have people in your social circle telling you none of that politics crap work. And, and it's like, and you start to believe it. And then you have stars telling you, you have your social media telling you, you have them showing you, oh, they stole an election. But meanwhile, you know who I have in my social circle? I have people that actually work to make a difference. I have Diana Mueller. I have Maj Torre. I have Kevin Dixie. I have people that actually ran, again, friends of mine, ran for Congress. We got Rebecca Schmore in District 59 in Kansas, where she, she ran as a second she's amendment amazing. advocate. And yeah, one. These are the people in my social circle. We got Brandon Herrera, who's running. Um, I finally met uh, – Sheriff Mike Lamb out in Arizona when I was out there speaking in the Second Amendment, uh, their Second Amendment uh, rally in Phoenix earlier this year. Those are the people that are actually going and doing stuff. And you know what they are? They're regular people. They're regular people just like you and I, and all of them had jobs. Diana worked for 25 years as Tulsa, Oklahoma police officer. Sheriff Lamb is actually a sheriff out there. Uh, my whole thing is we had a government that was put together by regular people, not just rich old white dudes. And you don't have to run for national office. You can do it on your town council because that's how we'd be in undermined right now. They know they couldn't win on a national level. So they had to fight us. And what they're doing is hitting us with a guerrilla tactics and we're losing. We're winning on the Supreme court level. And I think, excuse me, we're winning. We're winning right now, but remember, this is generational. This fight goes on and on and on. 
And when we let them get into our educational system and they took away civics, how it works, and when somehow they've got, oh, well, the Second Amendment means the National Guard. Yeah, it's... That is not what it means. No. And when there they tell you things There like, wasn't a National Guard. When it was exactly. created, there was not a National Guard. There was a National Guard, and they didn't want a standing army. America didn't want a standing army so bad. We went to World War I without a standing army, really. Yeah. Uh, a very small army that we had to build up very quickly. When they say things like, well, AR-15 is a weapon of war, I'm like, I'm good with that. What? I'm good with that. The whole point of the Second Amendment was to go to war against our nation if we had to. It was to go to war against politicians that were being tyrannical, like, wow, shocker, the governor of New Mexico, who said she's taking it right away because of the epidemic of gun violence, but then she also says she's doing it to make a point. She yeah. took your right to make a personal point? It's not yeah, how rights work. Like in, in that press conference, it's so funny, she got asked a question from one of the reporters of, well, so, so can, you know, concealed carry and open carry, you banned it. Well, what about the, uh, do you think that the criminals are going to not carry? And she, she said, no, they're not going to, they're not going to stop just because I, I said this. Wow. I mean, right there tells you this is a problem. You took, like you said earlier, you took a very efficient tool at protecting me away from me. And you know that the people who are really the people that are problems are not going to care. I mean, you know, this, this is really what she, what she did was so telling about the thought process of what's going on. Um, this is, this is a complete lesson in, you know, in, in gun control right here. It happened. And this is why, in front of you. you know, yep. Right in front of you. It happened. And it's not a big war that's going on in the country and everything. It's this little thing that, that popped up. It, it's getting squashed pretty damn quick. Um, but it, it, she hasn't rescinded it yet. <laughs> um, but you do have a sheriff that says, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. Um, and, and I agree with you. This is I've always said that if you want to sway politics, you start local. You start here. You don't taking on DC as one person, you're not going to be able to do it. You can't. Nope. But here, you can do it. You can talk yep. to your state representative. You can talk to your city representative or your county representative, wherever you are. You talk to your local politics because it's really hard to ignore you when they might run into you at the store. Exactly. I tell people this all the time because you need examples. I'll tell you. Trenton, New Jersey. I, I worked in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, I got my training as a, a election poll worker in Trenton, New Jersey, because you had to renew that every two years. Um, I lived in a couple of different counties, Mercer, Middlesex County. When I moved to Mercer County, I had to be retrained. So I go to City Hall. City Hall is where they have the city council meetings that everybody goes to. Trenton has a population of 225,000 people. 225,000 residents in Trenton. There were 50 seats in city council, 50 chairs. That was it in one room 
And I sat in the back because, again, we had a, a lot of people come in because all the all the uh, people that worked the election polls had to come in. There were spider webs and gun gum wrappers in the seats in the back. No one sat there. So, in a city of nearly a quarter million people, fifty didn't come to city council meetings, and that is where we give our power away. And then when people, oh, the election in November. Stop it. Again, this is where your zero knowledge of civics comes from. Primaries is where you want to be. As someone yeah. who worked. Oh, well, coming for they're coming for you. You're talking about civics here, man. I mean, we, we, we can't have. We can't have a black man telling us about civics, right? <laughs> That's the thing, man. I mean, <laughs> it, when you get the knowledge of how this system works, and I work the the, the primaries, and I still remember it because I, I was able to buy two CZ75s because of this. Um, I'm working the primaries. 565 people in my district, 25 people voted that day total in the primaries in my district. It was dead. And I went on AIM Surplus and was like, hey, they have Israeli CZ-75s on sale for $240. I think I shall buy one. And uh, I ordered them on there and the whole screen froze. So I did it again, went back out, ordered another one. And I was like, dude, did I just buy two CZ-75s? So the next day at work, <laughs> next day it works, AIM Surplus opens at nine. I'm on the phone like this at 8.59 going, <laughs> All right, I gotta find out if I order two. I come through and, a, and the guy answers the phone at nine o'clock on a beach and goes, "Order two? You didn't even order one." Uh, I was like, "What?" He was like, "Nothing went through." I was like, "Well, do you have any more?" No, we sold them all out, but we'll keep your number. And people always cancel anyway, so yeah, if, I'll call you up. I was like, because you obviously, you know, put. I was like, "All right, cool, cool." They called me up an hour later. Hey, we got two of them left. They're not the regular ones that was on the website. They were like, uh, you know, two-tone, and one is chrome. The other one's two-tone. Which one will you want? I was like, well, how much are they? 240 Both. 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 Yeah. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I got those guys, and I was real happy with them. But it was it, it all brings me back to that. The primaries were dead, bro. 25. Well, I mean, and I'm like, let me explain how 25 people can do this. 13 of them can vote for one freaking candidate and they won. Your guy would win with 13. You know 13 people? You know 12 other people? You could have swung a primary to get your guy in running for that position. I'm like, that's how little people come to a primary. You can make a difference. And that and that's scary. Oh, I mean, you think about it, that is super scary. Um, what what's really weird uh, for me when I when I moved to Montana is learning how to do things. There are no parties in Montana. I mean, there's Democrats, Republicans, and Libertarians. There are the uh -huh. three recognized parties. I think the Green Party is now officially recognized here. But when you go to vote, there's no registering as a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or whatever. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. You are a voter. So for me as a voter, when I walk into a, when I walk into a primary, I go, they go, which ballot would you like? I can vote for I can vote in anybody's party. 
but I can only vote in one party, but I can vote in anybody's party. And they'll hmm. hand me that ba- they'll they'll hand me the ballot for that party, and that's I can vote within that with that party for a primary. And obviously, for general, you just vote for whoever you want. Um, I, I when I moved here, I was like that was mind boggling. I, I could not believe it. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> uh, "Wait, what do you mean?" And they're like, "You can just vote which party you want to vote for." And I was just like, "It took me a little while to you know a, a couple of years to process this going." This is weird. This is weird too. Holy crap. This is actually kind of a good thing because like somebody like me, um, I don't, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I grew up a very conservative person. As I got older, I started thinking because everybody's like, Hey, look, the Republicans are right. <clears throat> like they're just as wrong as Democrats. <laughs> um, trust me. Um, mm-hmm. And there, are, and there are there are some Republicans that only stand by a certain issue, gun rights, because that's the party they're in. They're not really gun rights people, right? They just they just have to accept it with the party. Same thing happens on the Democrats too, right? I know, I know liberals that I've been to the gun range with, mm-hmm. and I I like the tease of going, aren't you supposed to be uh, uh, aren't you supposed to be against guns as they're shooting an AR-15? Uh-huh. That they own, you know, yep. like, no, no. I so, and that's the thing is, you know, as I got older, I got out of the whole. There's two parties things. There's not two parties. Um, you start, you start learning things like, you know, hey, look, how how did that war on drugs work out for us? Uh, drugs won. Right? <laughs> yeah. Drugs won. I mean, Montana's a state that legalized um, as, as long as a bunch of other states did. But it's like this is you start you start learning some things, right? You start learning, hey, maybe maybe what I'm being fed by this party is just as much crap as what I'm being fed by that party. Let's if anything, people, it, it, this is the thing. Don't don't think inside a box. Um, I hate. I hate, <laughs> I'm going to bring this up because it, it, it's something that really pissed me off when I was a gun dealer. The 4473 pissed me off because everything in there, if you start filling out, everybody's bought a gun, has filled out a 4473. Well, it's bought a gun from a gun dealer. But apparently the federal government now says every gun owner is now a gun dealer because now I can't sell guns. And, but anyways, totally different podcast. <laughs> But what pissed me off on the 4473 was the, the whole section about race. What the hell <laughs> does that have to do with mm-hmm. your ability or your right to own a firearm? Like, I remember when they changed the 4473 and they, they created another block where it was Hispanic or not Hispanic. Then you have white, black, and all that uh, on a side, mm-hmm. right? So the first customer I had when they changed that form was Asian, right? So he skipped, <laughs> he skipped that question. Mm-hmm. It's Hispanic or not Hispanic. And he, he, he checkmarked Asian. And so I'm filling it out and go, are you Hispanic or not Hispanic? He goes, I'm Asian. I go, but are you Hispanic or not Hispanic? He's like, that's the dumbest question in the world. Like, it's all stupid. None of this makes sense with your right to own a gun. But the ATF says that that question needs to be answered. And I got a question. 
Yeah. Are you Hispanic or, or are you Asian? Well, what if you're Filipino? That's a good question. Well, you see, I identify as a, uh, a, a as a German American. I did. Oh man, I I, I actually wrote that. Um, I actually wrote that on a on a job application one time. Um, yeah. Totally. Totally did not get that job. They did not get the joke, and they weren't they they weren't they weren't laughing at that joke. Um, like, hey, my my ancestors came here. My my great grandfather came over here from Germany and fought in World War One for the U.S. That's I can trace my roots back to that. Um, but it's, wow, your grandfather came here too. From my from my, my grandfather my, did too. My great grandfather came here from Germany. Yeah, so did mine. He came from the Black oh. Forest. <laughs> 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 he invented the cake. <laughs> he brought it over with. <laughs> That's why he had to leave. He invented the cake and knew they wouldn't give him credit for it. Racist bastards. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, he also invented the 1910 Picatinny Rail, but he'll never get credit for that either. <clears throat> in 1910. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, yes, this is why I love hanging out with you, Toby. <laughs> oh, God. What are we talking about? Black Forest Cake is my favorite, too. Oh, <laughs> so so, so I, I want to personally thank your family for, for inventing the Black Forest Cake. And it's the least you could do. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank God. Uh, but, but anyways, so we're kind, of, we're kind of winding down on time here. How do we get people who are just feel uncomfortable? Like, I don't think I fit in with this with this community. How do we kind of encourage them to come on and go, hey, look, we're everybody. This is a right. It's, come on in because it's 2A4E. How do we start getting people to come into this? That, All right. How do we make them feel comfortable? We can't force anybody. All right, they have to come of their own accord. Um, hey, we're doing this thing. If you're coming to a diversity shoot, diversity shoot, check it out, whatever. You know, in Jersey or wherever the heck we are, you can check that out. But you can still take someone to the range. If you can um, do a ladies' night, of course, if they're ladies, or a family day or youth day, you're going... And I know it sucks because where I came from, I come from Virginia, rural Virginia initially. So you're not going to have ranges that have these things. So you're just going to have a cookout at the range in the backyard. Y'all going to shoot, put some cans up and you can bring. And a cool thing about being able to do it outside is you don't have a concussion of yeah. indoor. All right. Don't be an idiot. Bring out a 22. Maybe bring out an AR. If you live in a state that has a suppressor. Hey, putting one of those suckers on, there's a reason to get that so it doesn't make that noise. You're trying to ease people into something that they've heard bad things about and they've been made to be frightened of. Take your time. You can get into it. You can bring them into it. Uh, don't force them, and if it's too much for them, let them go. They can leave. Yep. Um, I've had that happen. I'm like, I am not trying to turn you into John Wick overnight. And I'm not trying to turn you into the next board member of the NRA. We want it back. What I'm trying to do is get you to come in and see 
maybe you've been lied to. Maybe people have been blowing smoke up your butt. Let me tell you how, and let me tell you where you can go find other information that you can research yourself. Also, let me introduce you to these people. Let me introduce you to these people. White, black, male, female, gay, straight, vegan, Jew, religion, whatever. All here. And you also found out that gun owners are school teachers. They work for your township. They're IT professionals, restaurant owners, volunteer firefighters, EMTs, military, never join the military. All of a sudden, you're seeing that you've been lied to about the stereotype, and they're really trying to shove you into this box. And you have to fit into this box for them because this box doesn't like this box over here. And I'm like, no, we all hang out afterwards. We're going to have cigars in the parking lot after this. And even if you don't smoke a cigar, pull up a chair. We have fun. We hang out for like an hour after the event. We want to talk to you. We want you comfortable with this right and with these people. And um, all of a sudden, you'll leave there. Now, if you still believe the same thing you did walking in, that's on you. That's because you wanted to. You decided you wanted to take the blue pill and you wanted to climb back in the matrix, jump back in your pod, plug back in. That's on you. I'm not going to poop on you because one day something can happen. All of a sudden, your gated neighborhood have mostly peaceful protests walk through. And you've got to remember that group of people. You're going to remember that group of people down there that they wouldn't have walked across my yard. They wouldn't have come to my front door. And you go, Tony, um, I had something happen. Come on down to the range, man. We still got diversity shoots. That's what I want to do. I, I, that's what I want to do. You leave the door open. You don't poop on people, even if they don't believe in it, because we've had that happen, too. We've had somebody show up, have a great time, and then go back to say the same old bull crap again. Don't poop on them. Keep doing what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, something happens to them, and they know the door is still open. And if not, hey, we've met horrible people and dealt with horrible people our whole lives. You just ignore them and keep it moving. You ain't going to win every time. You're not going to turn everyone. Be there. Be consistent. Don't lose your temper. And if you're one of those guys that it gets on your nerves, walk away. Walk away. You don't have to be a saint. You just don't need to burn a bridge. Everybody can do it. (laughs) What's funny, everything you said there is the exact same thing. You can take that formula. That's the exact same formula for contacting an elected representative. Yeah. Just hey look, this is my thoughts. You don't 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 go in with a hot head. Think it, you know, think it through, calm down. Don't if you gotta sleep on it, sleep on it. But it, it, it's it's great. Uh, this has got to be the, the best advice that I've ever heard for getting people in that don't want to that I don't want to say don't want to come in, that aren't sure, right? Because People are like, hey, we're going to go to the range. And then the first thing they pull out is an AK. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, my God. Yeah. Also, also, one more thing with elected officials. A friend of mine told me this. He was like, they can look your name up and find out when the last time you voted. They might not know who you voted for. But if you're one of those towns that register or state that registers, they know you're registered Democrat or registered Republican. They know what the last election you voted in. He said, try donating to them. 
not even a lot of money, 20 bucks. Now, not only do you vote, you're a registered voter. Even if you vote for their party, you don't, who the heck knows, but you vote for their party and you're a donator. Yeah. Now they got to listen to you, bro. You got money in the game. Yeah. You got the thing that freaking fuels their uh, run they, for office. They have more of an obligation to you than just being a voter at that point. Yep. That's a, that's a great... That's a great idea. You know what's funny? I never even thought about that because, yeah, you, you do. You 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 got skin in the game. You and God, it, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, man. I'll give Ron Sousa credit for this, man. He said that thing to me in the parking lot that uh, he gave me some swag and stuff to give away. And he said, "I remember it was cold. It was winter. We were shoveling stuff in the back of my vehicle, and angels sing." When he's, I was like, "Holy crap! I never thought about." It. He was like, doesn't I, have to be a lot. Doesn't I've have to be a lot. I never thought about that either. It's uh, it's funny because as soon as you said that, that light bulb went off like that. I'm like, holy yeah. crap, is that powerful? Because you know, when I go to vote, even though there's not a party, I go uh -huh. in, I show my ID, they go across the line and they sign me in. They you know, so they know when I voted. Again, they yep. don't know who I voted for. They know I voted. So it's it it's in the rolls that I voted because I signed for it. Um, you know, I'll sign. I'll sign right on the line to get next to my name. They'll sign right. You know, the the elect the the official will sign next to me, and there's a record that I voted. But yeah, I that twenty bucks. Holy crap! Yeah, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is man. Just just don't have Starbucks a couple of days and you make that back. All I'm saying, man, you just because <laughs> we all think, well, dude. I mean, to be one of those donors, right? And I'm like, yeah. 20 bucks, you're a donor. Well, if, if you think about it, for an elected official, it's not it's not the people who give $300. It's it's all the people who give 20 bucks to add up. It's it's just like we were talking before. It, it's it's all of us together. You know, it, it, it's all the little voices that come together that, that can make also, a lot of noise. Let's throw this one in. Do not wait for the tragedy because everybody's yelling at them doing the tragedy. All right. Get in there beforehand. Get in there when everything is quiet. Get in there between mass shootings uh, and, and just have a conversation. Invite them to the range. Like, do whatever you can. Understand. These elected officials are people, too. Um, some of them are dirty people. Understand. Some are scumbags. Never, ever, ever, ever forget that. I know I know. Yeah. But they're still people. They still do stuff. They still have kids to go to school. They still live in your neighborhoods. And even if you don't agree with them, all right, cool. We can still be civil. Still, there's, there's still a human. Well, you, barely. You, you, but, yeah, you could, you could argue that. I, I'll, I'll give you. Hey, man, uh, they're trying to take my rights. They're trying to take my civil rights away. I can, I can call them names. <laughs> So, and then uh, as we're wrapping up here, everybody, um, you know, I, I'm going to have Tony tell you how to get a hold of them. But if you're driving in the car, don't try to write this stuff down. Just come back to the podcast. It'll be down in the description. But Tony, how do people get in touch with you? DiversityShoot.com. Tony at DiversityShoot.com should be easier for most people to remember. Um, that way you can get in contact with me. DiversityShoot.com. You can see our schedule. You can figure out how to donate to everything from our our um, PayPal 
to Venmo, to any other way you want to reach out. We need donations because it's important. Um, also, I'm on Facebook at The Second is for Everyone. I'm on Twitter at Second for Everyone. I'm also on Facebook and as uh, Simon Says Train. Uh, I'm on Instagram as Simon Says Train because, again, I started off firearms training first before I became an advocate. So you can go to any of those places and do the stuff. See me. I also have the Second Amendment podcast call. The Second is for Everyone because Second is for Everyone podcast. Second is for Everyone diversity shoot. Why? Because I'm not that creative. I got one damn name and I stuck with it. I ain't that smart. I told you. Ten years of summer school. I'm not that bright. So um, I'd love for you guys to come out to an event, support an event. Uh, we're working on 501c3. Uh, that I, I want to be done by the end of September. By SHOT Show, I want to be one of the newest Second Amendment charities out there. And I'm going to go to SHOT Show trying to get funding uh, between the NSSF, the NRA, and anybody else who wants to give us money to continue the fight, because this is what I'm planning on. I'm planning on 2024 doing at least two tours in different parts of the country. We tried to set it up last, uh, this year, and it fell through because I wasn't a 501c3. So, and we'd set up Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Kansas. We're actually going to do three states in one week. I don't see a reason I can't pull that off in 2024 with a 501c3. So we have a mission to grow this across the country. I look forward to it. You don't have to wait for me to bring a diversity shoot to you. You can bring people to your social circle, to the range, and just normalize firearms ownership, responsible firearms ownership. That's it. Awesome. That is, that is awesome because yeah, everybody definitely go check it out. And and as you can see in this podcast, Tony and I have talked about all kinds of stuff and we had a great time doing it. Neither one of us take offense to it. It's just, we're, we're just, we, we just learned that there's, there's, there's better things to piss us off. Um, so, and just wrapping up, Tony, I like to do a speed round, just kind of loosen things up, especially after we talk some pretty heavy stuff today. Uh, it's going to be forward this or that questions. And the last question is going to be a thinking question. Now, 45 or 9 millimeter? 45. 45. Pistol or rifle? Rifle. Of course, you were a Marine. You have to be a rifle, right? Because if, <laughs> if you said pistol, I was totally gonna—I was gonna totally ride you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, com I compete now with both rifles and pistols, so that's why. <laughs> uh, for hearing protection, plugs or muffs? Both. Both. Yeah, I see. Both. That, that's indoor that range. More yeah, indoor range because, like, I even had a, a, a hearing protection. The hearing protection I use is is really good. I got, I actually have some hearing loss, um, so I take this really seriously. But even he said, double up on an indoor range. Like, uh, he's got electronic in ear hearing protection, and he's like double mm -hmm. up. Indoor ranges definitely. Um, it's, my guys can bring what they want. Sometimes they bring three hundred eight, seven six two by fifty four. And it's it's rough, and I have it's the loud. new people doubled up, and then I realize, hey, dumb dumb, I'm out here for two hours. I need to double up too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, take it seriously, everybody. I always ask that question because 
trust me, when you start losing your hearing, you become acutely aware of it. Um, and fortunately, mine, I'm catching, it's it's really minor, but it's enough that I start wearing uh, uh, hearing aids. And if you think a pair of, of uh, hearing protection is expensive, wait until you have to wear hearing aids and you find out they're $4,800. Just saying. Protect it now when you can. Uh, let's see here. For our last this or that, shotguns, double action, uh, double barrel or pump action? Pump. Pump. Nice. Pump. <laughs> yeah, I see. My first shotgun was an 870 Wingmaster. Still have it today. It's just something about that pump action. Just, just call, just calls me, right? My last shotgun purchase was an 870 Wingmaster from the Ohio National Guard that nice. was issued to the Ohio National Guard. So it has a bayonet lug on a 20-inch barrel, everything, nice. including the map of Ohio on the side of the receiver with OMG on it. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. That's badass. Yeah, um, it is. That's it's right. My, my 870 Wingmaster, I got that when I was 10. My father gave me that. Um, it was a, um, it was a, a, the gun dealer bought a bunch of them for a police department mm -hmm. and this one was left over. It's funny. Um, I just happened to have the 18 inch cylinder bore barrel that it came with. Um, nice. and I actually, I used to shoot trap with this thing. I wasn't very good. <laughs> um, That's great. A lot of times, a lot of times I hit the trap house. Um, <laughs> Because, hey, with that cylinder board, man, you got to hit that bird. You got to hit that pigeon coming right out of the house because you're done. You're done. Um, <laughs> and then for the last question, to, it, this is the thinking question. And just realized that in this thinking question, we have got approval from every government agency that could ever need to weigh in on this question. So you are allowed to do this regardless. Even New Jersey has said, Tony is good to go. So I'm going to take you to the world's largest um, warehouse. And in this warehouse is going to have one of anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be Dennis the Menace's slingshot all the way up to the deck gun off the Missouri. And you're allowed to walk off with one of them. What you're walking off with. See, that's that's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> because it's like, well, what do you really want? And what do I want? What do I want to tactically fondle? What do I think is really cool? And um, I'll pull something out that most people probably won't. Stoner 63. Oh, that will be a first. That'll be a Stoner first. 63. Uh, if you don't know, look them up. They can be a belt fed. They can be a lightweight machine gun. They can be a carbine. They can be a short barrel. So yeah, I at Stoner sixty three. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we've had. What's funny is since I started asking this question, I've twice had the Gal eight, which is the Gatling gun off the A ten Warthog. Mm -hmm. um, well, the second person said they wanted the Gal eight. Uh, said he he wanted it because they basically have to give him the aircraft to fly, so and he's a pilot. Um, uh, Gabby Franco wanted a Gatling gun, the old. 
the old time gathering. So we've had we've had some really cool ones, and you are the first on that on that stoner. So that's yeah. a, that's, that's an amazing. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> when you said that, I it going through my head was like, crap! I totally forgot about that gun. That is awesome. It's the gun geekery runs deep, man. I'm a just gun dude that wants to shoot. I don't want to be an activist. I just want to shoot guns with my friends. <laughs> It's like go out in the woods and shoot guns. That's it. So, Leave me alone. <laughs> so, Tony, man, it has been great having you on, man. Thank you so much for joining us again and having a, you know, we, we talked pretty deep on this one. And everybody, make sure you check out Tony again. All the links will be down below. Tony, it's my pleasure to have you back. Thanks, man. Everybody have a great day. Always a great time having Tony on. I really appreciate him coming back on. I had... A super fun time, as you can tell on that podcast. Um, I mean, just when he cut his internet cut out, it was just funny because he was getting on a roll and then it was gone. I don't know, man. It just might be that someone was killing the, you know, hitting that kill switch on his internet connection. But uh, God, it's just so fun to talk to him because he's just a laid back guy, man. I mean, we're both the kind of the same way, man. We've got better things to piss us off. And um, we just have a lot of fun. And uh, definitely go check out Tony. I got his links down below. He's got a great thing going here with 2A for everyone. Um, it's just, look, we need to come together to preserve this right. When we lose our rights, they're gone. It's very hard to get them back. We need to put our differences aside and say, this is a right. We're going to protect our right. So get involved. Even if it's just taking somebody to the range for the first time, Tony had some great things right at the end there about how to get people involved. Do it. Find someone, invite them to the range. It's super fun when you can see that light bulb go off. So get involved and do that. Now, for the product of the podcast, it is actually this um, shoulder holster that I showed you at the beginning here. Uh, sorry for everybody on the audio side, but this is a shoulder holster, but it's Kydex. Um, this is from my friends over at Falco. I was at the range playing with this thing. Love it. This is for my Breda 92, which everybody knows. Bredas are very, very heavy gun. In this shoulder holster, you really don't notice it that much. Um, super nice. Love the draw of this thing. If I can grab this, it's a lot easier when you're wearing the holster. But yeah, the draw of this thing is super nice. I mean, look at that. And uh, the retention's great. Uh, you got some retention screws here that you can set to make this a little tighter. Or loosen it up, whatever you want. This thing's great. It's got a counterbalance with two mags. So go check this out. I have a link down below. Now, if you're watching YouTube, click that right there. That's a playlist about Glocks. Judging from the analytics, everybody's looking at building guns and doing their own gunsmithing. Go check it out. Everybody else, there's a link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. Look forward to talking to you again soon.